Hi, this is Trudy Reamer with Adventure After the Podcast coming to you today. So today my topic is the power of your words. So kind of extending from yesterday where I talked about the power of your thoughts, now we kind of actually, when it goes from your thoughts, you formulate what you want to actually say and you speak it out into word form. So I want to make one, I think, minor correction If I went back and actually listened to my podcast, I would know if I said this or not. But um, I was referencing a book called The Power of Your Attitude uh, for today's session. And it talked about the power of your thoughts being creating your identity. And I don't think I said that. I know I said it, it becomes your reality, but it actually is your identity. And so I just wanted to make that minor adjustment Um, to acknowledge that your thoughts really do shape your identity, what you identify to, and so forth. And so when you actually put it into words, that actually creates your reality because you're speaking it into existence. And so going back, I know I talk about it often. You'll always hear me talk about it often because words are so dang important. And really the usage of our words really kind of shift and shape and formulate what we actually say and put out into the world. And it really creates what we see and it recreates the reality that we see it from. And so, uh, yeah, so just a little bit about the power of words. Um, So once again, I actually, today I took it from the book called The Power of Your Attitude by Stan Toller. Um, And this one here... He had a couple, this first paragraph of the chapter is really fantastic, so I want to highlight that. And it basically says, the words that come out of your mouth take shape in the world, remaking your circumstances by changing attitudes and driving actions. It's no exaggeration to say that you have the power to create or destroy by exercising the power of speech. You have to take control of your attitude. It's vital that you understand the power of your words and the critical connection to your thoughts and ultimately your attitude. And so I share that with you today as just kind of the starter of this is like our words really are important. One of the clients that I am working with, we talk a lot about the words that she uses. And I know that when I first started working with my coach, he would also let me know there were different um, wordings that I was saying that I wasn't even observing that I was saying that was really creating my reality and really allowed me to understand why I was getting so stuck in my world. And so rather than like a lot of times we'll speak, at least I know I I did and still do on occasion, um, say like this is like who I am. And it's not necessarily the case. Like you can kind of step back from that and be more of a space of like, I'm observing this. I'm noticing. I'm really like mostly observing and noticing are the two ones that I go to. But like being more in control of like not being that piece of what you're saying. So anytime you use the words I am and then whatever follows after that is what you're putting and declaring into existence so if you're saying like I am lazy 
like you're putting that out into words. So that is definitely something that you're creating your reality that you view yourself as someone who's lazy. And so since you have that view upon yourself, you're really taking the time to really keep doing things to continue to make yourself seem to be lazy because you've put that into existence. So working with a client, uh, she was talking about like there were different certain words that really kind of trigger her. And um, we're, we've been able to examine them. And like, she's able to notice that when she hear, hears certain words, it limits herself. Like one of the ones that really does, which I think it does for all of us, is the word work. Like she hears the word work. And for the most part, she's just going to want to like sit and watch Netflix and not have to do anything. And so instead of using the word work, I'm very mindful on the fact that when her and I are talking, I'm always talking about playing and like play with that. Try that out. Maybe not try, but um, really play with that. Like see how it works. Does it work here? Does it work there? Change it, shift it, mold it, but not to be so confined to that short Um, narrow mindset. And so play has a lighter energy around it and it makes it playful and fun, even using the word playful. But it just really helps where it's not so like concrete of like, like rules and following those things. Another word that really triggered her as well is the word report. And so we like shifted that and changed that and used words that work for her. So it doesn't feel like having to get an A plus and having to like be confronted by that perfectionism that she continues to run up against. And so I just love how words can either help us or destroy us. I know I've talked about it in the past. It always is definitely something fun to hear over and over again because it starts to help us get mindful about the words that we're using. But one of the words that I would love to be omitted from the entire English language is the word should. I think should is just, it's a destroyer in the sense that there's so much guilt around it. Funny story for me, I was sharing this with someone and I was saying how the word shame to me just means like guilty and so forth and that you're just not going to do it. And the person reflected back to me as I was saying that, like, I don't have such a hang up on the word should. And it just really makes me laugh because I know that they think that they don't. But when it comes to reality, when you actually are using the word should, if you feel what's going on in your body when you say the word should, you end up noticing a heaviness around you. Like, try it out. Say the word should. Like, I should go to, I don't know. I don't know what you want to do. But what's something that you, I should clean the house. That's a good one because I should on that one. (laughs) I should there and I should there. But like, I should clean the house. I'm not really excited about cleaning the house. Like that's just not something I'm feeling excited to do. And it's a should. And chances are I'm not going to do it. Actually, I know I'm not if I say that I should do it. And so should to me is one of those words that really just automatically puts us in a space where we just feel a huge sense of guilt and a huge sense of just like 
shame, shame can come up with it. Um, but just different things that keep us from doing it. And so instead of saying the word should, a different word to use would be I must. And that one kind of changes the energy. It doesn't feel as guilty. It's like, I must do that. So try saying the word must, like I must clean the house. Just to me, even saying it, like it actually gives me a little bit of hope I'm actually going to do it versus I should do it. And so I guess I'm pointing this out because one, I always like to point out the word should to people. I even call myself out when I say should and people who've been around me long enough, if I don't catch myself in saying the word should, they catch it for me. So I always appreciate that. But our words are really definitely um, important and there are words that are very empowering and there's a lot of disempowering words that come out from what we say. And I know earlier in the podcast, I said the word try, and I kind of back that up because try is definitely a disempowering word. Try kind of fits along in that same category as should. Like I'm going to try to do it. Are you really? Are you going to really try? Are you just going to do it? Great example I read in a book by Steve Chandler. To be honest with you, I don't know which book it is because I've read so many of his and they start to like all kind of blend together. But he asked these people to go and try to pick up a book for them. So the people would go over and they would go pick up the book and give it to him. And he's like, nope, you didn't try. Or actually, he didn't say you didn't try. He's like, you didn't do what I asked. So he said, hey, can you go try and pick up the book? The girl went and picked up the book. And he's like, no, you didn't do what I asked. And so he pointed out how it's really interesting how we will take and make it mean what we want to make it mean, which is like, go and pick up picking up the book. But that's not what he said try to pick up the book. So when it comes to business and we're working on our business and it's like we say words like, I'm going to go try and do this, that try gives us the out of actually having to go do it. And so how often do we put in those words that kind of lessen what we're trying to do? It allows us to continue to play small. It continues to allow us to stay small and really just not moving forward in areas that we want to. So instead of trying, you just do. You either do or you don't. It's kind of like the word maybe. Maybe is like the worst answer ever. It's either yes, no, and that's basically it. No, or maybe to me means no. Like, have you ever said, maybe I'll show up? And more times out of not, you don't. Maybe is just being very indecisive and getting to a place where we just say the things that we think we want people to hear versus actually what we're committed to. And the more and more we continue to say things to try to please people, we start to create that narrative for ourselves, And so I'm actually going off on a different tangent. So I'm going to pull myself back in and get back onto the point of how our words are really powerful. 
So we want to be making sure that we're using words that are empowering us versus disempowering us. There's a phenomenal book that I read called Straight Line Leadership that actually does like a whole different comparison between empowering words versus disempowering words. Let me just find a couple of them so you can kind of see the contrast between them. But one, oh, I love this one. One is the difference between them is being nice, which is disempowering, versus being kind. When we're nice, we're trying to please people. And being kind is being like kind to someone, but not also letting someone walk all over you. So being kind is definitely empowering, whereas being nice is disempowering because you're allowing someone else's like feelings or whatever the case might be not to be offended. And so you're nice. And honestly, what happens is you get all walked out, walked all over. So there's definitely that. Let's see. What's another one I love? Ooh, this one you'll always hear me talk about. Love the word choose or choice. Um, so instead of how to, how do I do this? You actually choose to. So I think the biggest thing I see in everything going on around me is a lot of people are, and myself included, I'm keeping myself in it. I'm not going to try to pretend that I'm not, but it's how do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? Everybody seems to want this manual that's just going to tell us how to do things when it's like there is no manual. Make a choice. Pick something that you want to do. Once you pick it, if it works out, fabulous. If it doesn't, choose something else. Keep making a choice and that keeps you empowered. But the how-to will keep you from actually taking any forward movement. If you're in business, it keeps you from actually getting ahead in the space and living out your vision that you have for your business. And so instead of like getting stuck in the how do I do this? How do I do that? You actually just make a choice. Pick one. Go with it. If it works out, fabulous. If it doesn't work out, okay. Pick something new. And so that's a definite way to empower yourself. Another one, um, where's there's one that I want to find. Um, serving versus pleasing. This one is one of my personal favorites. So serving is definitely empowering. Pleasing is definitely disempowering. And so how many times do we just please people and say things to be nice versus actually, and I use nice again, interesting, but we say things just so like we please people because we don't want to hurt their feelings. We want to like make sure that other people's needs are taken care of. And that's totally giving away our power. Whereas if we are serving them, sometimes that means saying the things that they're not like expecting to hear in a kind way, but need to be said so that they can grow. So serving is definitely empowering because you're saying it with love and you're saying it to serve them for their highest good versus just pleasing them to satisfy whatever it is rather than looking bad or anything like that. So 
One of my other favorites is the disempowering way is saying, I want to. I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's not really taking ownership of it in any way, shape, or form. And so the empowerment way to like actually use the words would be, I choose to. So once again, backing to that choose. I love the choose. Like you have a choice. You get to choose how you want your life and your reality to look. And if you continue to give away your power, then you'll just hope and wish for things to happen rather than making a choice and taking further action with for yourself. And so those are just a couple of the different um, examples I wanted to give today about different words that are empowering versus disempowering. And so, yeah, that even covers the title of what I wanted to talk about today, which is like the power of your words. Your words have power. They will either empower you or they will disempower you. And you have a choice to show up and be able to use your words for the best good or continue to cut yourself down. And so I guess I share all of this with you because I want you to start to notice your world. What are you creating to come in and happen for you? And so tomorrow I will be talking a little bit more about going on to the next step into that creation. So like first there's thought and then there is word and then talk a little bit about creation and what the power of creation looks like. So hope you got amazing value out of today. Just a quick reminder, if you are interested, I am on Facebook under Adventure After in a private group that you can come check out. So would love to see you there. Other than that, hope you have a fabulous day and I look forward to connecting with you tomorrow. Thanks so much.